Welcome to Off The Cut, a podcast where we talk about building, making, and answering all of your questions. I'm Eric from Spensley Design Co. And I'm Zach from Zach Builds. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on air, you can send it to offthecutpodcast at gmail.com. You can find both of us on YouTube, Instagram, and unfortunately, because we have to keep up with the kids, you can find us on TikTok too. All right, now let's get into the show. Oh, sorry, I was choking. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. And welcome to Off the Cut episode 56. We're 56. up in Toronto. Today is known as Tuesday, March 14th, 2023. But here in Ohio, today is respectfully dedicated to the food of the day. Baking a pie in solidarity. What oh, I realized nation is this. What? <laughs> I, I just realized. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. I mess around with the live chat right now for anybody just listening right now. We have a new role joining us right now. We have Derek, the producer. And part of the problem is that uh, we have this overlay on the screen for people watching live on YouTube. I was trying to show off some of the stuff Derek was doing in the background. He's got the beautiful 56. Route 56 sign for us, Mm -hmm. Um, but it wasn't showing correctly because we had that overlay up before. (laughs) It's it's a work in progress. We got new things going on, but that's right. What in the hell is baking a pie in solidarity? So let's give this, give this a shot. Derek, look this up for us and tell us what it is. Baking a pie in solidarity. So you got to add them. Oh, I think I'm going to guess here. I would say that baking a pie in solidarity is all about baking a pie for a cause. It's it's the pie equivalent of changing your Facebook profile picture and you like overlay whatever flag du jour on it. You know what I mean? Just the thought of pie makes your mouth some water. Virtually oh. every country has a version of this dish providing how versatile delicious pies are fake a pie in solidarity day okay see i thought this was like like baking it by yourself or am i using the wrong word oh oh i see uh solitary pie ba- yeah that's solidarity it. yeah 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 okay okay <laughs> that's it yeah that's not that's not what i was looking for that was the wrong word I mean, I mean, we've discussed this. I'm down for a pie any day. I any pie day. pie over cake every damn day of the week. Hundred percent. No, You know, you like if you have a if you have a bunch of people over for a party and you put out a pie or you put out a, a cake, you still have like seventy five percent of that cake left at the end of the party every cool. single time. I'll just take the explicit already. It's because it's one of those shitty sheet cakes that people get from the grocery store. It costs like $11 and it's made out of the worst ingredients possible. Nobody wants that damn cake. You get me a nice high end cake. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But okay. So I think there's a much lower floor for cake than there is for pie because pizza it's like pizza right like even bad pizza is still pizza and it's good and i feel the same way about pie like even a bad pie is still pretty good but cake can go much lower than pie can i look like a pie made of bugs (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm always like you, I'll, dude. I'll take a pie from a gas station or like a McDonald's pie. You ever had one of those? Oh, oh, have I ever? Please, it's fantastic. Th- th- think about who you're talking to before you ask silly questions like yeah, that. No, you eat McDonald's every day. That's <laughs> exactly. the that's the contractor life right there. You're like McDonald's. I'm all in. Okay, now all let me ask. In. Let me ask you this: dessert pie or savory pie? I'm dessert pie. I don't. Are we talking like a chicken pot pie? Yeah, chicken pot pie or a shepherd's pie or uh, a, if you want to get fancy, a tortier. Excuse you? You've never, oh, okay. Uh, Derek, can you please look up tortier for us? I have no idea how to spell it. So <laughs> here, I'll, so it, I'll take it. It's got to be a French thing or something, right? Yeah, I think so. Basically, it's just a meat pie. So imagine a pie and you cut into it and it's just filled with ground beef. Oh, Derek already got it right there. That is a tortier. Yep. Oh, it's French Canadian. Uh, Yeah. I mean, mean, this is my rating of I'd put it in my mouth. (laughs) It's delicious. It's great. Uh, Sophie's mom makes a very mean tortier. It's like a I think it's like a Christmas thing. I'll ask Sophie off the air and get back to you. Okay. Yeah, well. <laughs> so what the discussion of cake, did I tell you what, what happened on the airplane on the way no. home from WorkbenchCon? No, we we got too busy talking about my plane experience. What was your plane experience? This isn't is not that exciting. But it's speaking of cake. I was on the aisle seat as a as a tall person always tries to do, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a there was this taller mom was in the middle seat. Daughter was in the, the, the window seat. So I sit down. I obviously go straight to the aisle seat. And then I'm like, I'm going to make people climb over me. Like, no problem. Because uh, yeah. I'm getting this aisle seat. Yeah. But daughter comes in, sits down. The mom comes in and has this, a large box, like a shoebox size box that she's holding. I was like, yeah, this is a little weird, right? Mm-hmm. And before the plane even takes off, they open up this box and then it's kind of like that really, really, really loud plastic wrap. Like if you're opening up like a bag of Swedish fish inside the movie theater. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. I'm like, great. These, it's going to be this kind of flight. (laughs) And I look over at the corner of my eye and they have like a birthday cake that has like one piece, um, missing from it this is why domestic flights are the worst because this right. this shit would never fly on an international flight no they would you would try and take that through security and they'd be like what do you think you're doing they throw it right in the garbage but domestic flights <laughs> you run this risk bring three quarters of a cake through tsa um but so anyway but here's the best part they are eating this cake on the flight no utensils, no plates. Oh my god! Literally, just like taking, just taking their hand claws and just jamming <laughs> it into, into this cake, and then just, just stuffing it into their mouth. Like, taking their hand claws. Oh, I was like, you gotta be kidding me! I mean, I, I guess at a certain point, you become more beast than man. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Did and it then, look like a cheap? sheet cake it actually looked like a pretty nice pretty nice cake oh interesting maybe it was was, like uh uh, uh, leftover from a wedding or something so 
that's what I was thinking. And then later on in the flight, daughter is passed out, like sleeping. Um, and the mom, like when the, the flight attendants, I never know what the right word. Cause somebody always tells me one of the, like one of them was derogatory. Oh, that's I not know. My intention. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Every, you know every I mean. word is like a minefield right. nowadays. Right. So the people assisting on the flight that are handing drinks out, come over and they're like, what would you like? And then mm-hmm. the mom is like, Hey, it's my daughter's birthday. She just turned 21. So, um, uh, they're like, all right, we're going to do some big deal. And so I'm flying back from Atlanta hungover as hell. I'm so tired. And they come over the, the, the loudspeaker thing. And they're like, we're going to do a, uh, like a happy birthday thing. So they th- turn down all the cabin lights. They like have everybody hit their like, f- uh, flight attendant call button. So it's like, boop, 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 boop. so it looks like a bunch of candles. And then they make the oh. whole damn plane sing happy birthday. That's my nightmare. I would never want that. The The daughter looked furious. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Rightfully so. <laughs> that is one thing I told Miranda. I was like, if you ever make somebody sing happy birthday to me in public, I will never forgive you for that. <laughs> That's There's- too far. There's only one situation in which I will announce my birthday or have my birthday announced. Free and drinks. that's exactly. Or Sophie and I like to go to this uh, steak place in Toronto and they have mm-hmm. really good. Uh, they have like an ice cream cake that they'll give you for free if it's your birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh, every time I go to a nice restaurant, when you fill out like the the open table thingy where you like, you know, pick your reservation, it's oh, always yeah. an anniversary. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. That's a hack. Life pro tip for everybody right there. That's a life pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got something wild. I got an okay. idea. Okay. Hear me out on this. What do you think about answering a question? Oh. That okay. We got? okay. I thought we were just going to talk food all day, but I guess no, we no, could no. do a question. This is a freeloader question, not what from one of our patrons. This is from. Oh, I got to blow this up. My old eyes can't see. From Derek's got some question art for us. <laughs> <laughs> Frederick Jensful. Mm-hmm. Strong name. Oh, this starts with hi, Eric. This is one of the first ones that's been directed to me. I like this. Okay. Hi, Eric. I've, I've checked out emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Eric. I don't know if you guys take questions or not, but here I am. Allegedly. I'm- Allegedly, I'm just about to start woodworking and I'm wondering if I should start a woodworking shop outside or if I should just completely forget about it and start a shop inside. I'm worried about having wood rotting and possibly rust. I don't know if I've ever seen wood rust, but (laughs) but maybe I could have something to prevent these things. I'm not sure. And if I were to start a shop inside, would some sort of dehumidifier help with acclimation and as a beginner should I just forget about acclimation completely thank you for your time I'm glad to have an actual professional to ask questions to and I just couldn't help but say that you are just an ama- amazing at woodworking oh this is my did you write this yourself no. <laughs> you literally <laughs> sent this in this is a plant <laughs> that aside I must thank you for reading through the whole book of text thanks well I'm flattered 
<laughs> I am flattered. Uh, first question. Yeah, let's break this up into a couple parts. Okay. Should you start outside or inside? Um. Oh, man. I mean, outside has its advantages in, you know, you don't have to clean up. Yeah. You don't really, you don't Before. have to worry about dust collection nearly as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you're going to hit a wall pretty quick when it comes to working outside. And that is the first time it rains. As and I've just, experienced. Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah. Going outside is a great starter, right? So if you have super basic tools, you can just take a saw and like a drill or whatever, rip something together real fast. And like you said, you don't worry about the mess. You just leave the sawdust and proceed. Yeah. The biggest issue, like you said, weather. If it rains, you instantly have to go inside. And did he, did he say where he's from? Did not. Okay. So, I mean, potentially four to eight months out of the year, you won't be able to use your workshop either, right? Right, right, right. And so I would say if you have the ability to go inside, do it. However, if it's like somebody like me who's in an apartment, me woodworking inside if I didn't have that garage is a no-go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're just like taking popsicle sticks and like gluing them together, which if that's what you want to do, that's great. That's cool. You know, the one way I could kind of see like working inside your house or your apartment is if you were going to strictly do like hand tools. Yeah, but even like the banging, like the tap, 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 I think would drive people effing nuts, man. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, you have to be a complete psychopath and just be like disregard everybody else in your life entirely. <laughs> Who wants to use hand tools anyway? Oh, that's that's a whole other discussion we can get into, but <laughs> it's not polarize yeah. our audience here. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see. So Derek, I see you got something up about rust. Can wood rust? Uh I've definitely had issues where like, you know, oh yeah, you're getting a, b- a bunch of uh information for the game rust. I've had issues where you have like a fastener rust and then the wood kind of like absorbs that oxidation. Okay. So. Yeah. I'm not sure if rusting is the exact thing I'd want to I'd be concerned about. No, like warping and stuff like that for sure. Um, and just like you would say, like we, he did kind of touch on it, like uh, in terms of running a dehumidifier, I think the more consistent you can keep your shop, the better, right? Oh, no doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. I think plywood is going to be your biggest issue if moisture is a problem because it's going to mess up those laminations and like could could warp and bubble and all kinds of issues like that. Yeah. 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 I've I've never seen a, a, any type of sheet good that reacts kindly to moisture for a perfect example of what I'm saying. Go to home Depot or Lowe's and look at their plywood. Oh, you know what's even better? See if you can find a Home Depot where they store stuff outside and then compare it to Home Depot where they store stuff inside. Like sometimes Mm. you'll see at the Home Depot, they'll have like an outdoor area that's like fenced off where they store all the lumber and stuff before they bring it inside. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, you'll see pretty quickly. The lumber quality is always way better at the ones where everything is stored inside. Huh. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Well, what have you been up to since we got we got home we got home from Workbench Con? Any 
riveting new things you've been working on? Any things you're excited about? Uh, it's a couple little things. I've been mostly catching up on sleep and the oh daylight God, savings did not help things. Uh, <laughs> so I've been trying to get into that. I'm also getting ready for the move because I'm moving on mm-hmm. Thursday. So in a couple mm-hmm. days. So it's mostly just been packing. However, I did finish uh, shooting a video on Sunday or Saturday about LED lighting. So oh, okay. I, I got this little $5 control board off of AliExpress mm-hmm. and basically it's like a little board that you can load custom software onto that can control LED lights and it solves every major gripe I've ever had with LED lights. You know how like LED lights sometimes they flicker, sometimes they're like weird colors, sometimes they have shitty right. apps that don't work well. Yeah, This little $5 board solves all those issues so I'm really pumped on it. Um, so I'll probably do some custom LED videos in the near future. So are you thinking the title is going to be like Philips Hue is a scam? I yeah yeah I, I'm there's a couple of things along that line like this like five dollar board penetrates the walled garden that is Philips Hue because the cool thing about this little five dollar board is that it can pretend to be a Philips Hue light so it can actually integrate itself into the Philips Hue inc- ecosystem which is really okay. handy. I don't know why people waste their money on Philips Hue. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on one second. (laughs) Uh, uh, That's interesting, though. So what is your – what kicked you off to wanting to be – wanting to purchase this? Was this part of your new computer desk renovation that you're doing? That was part of it. Uh, Honestly, it was my dissatisfaction with LED lights in general. So I made those, uh, again, another video that I'm just wrapping up now is I made the speakers for my desk that have lights in them. And I just disassembled a set of Philips Hue lights and put them in there. And I was thinking like, oh, I have all these issues with Philips Hue that I don't like. And I've wanted to do my own LED lights for a long time, but it's just such a pain in the ass to do. Because you always end up buying these cheap lights off Amazon or something like that. And you have no idea what they're going to look like until you get them home and set them up. Uh, So this board kind of solves that. Or they all have like different apps or or whatnot that that you have to use them for. And it's just like, I don't want to open up seven different apps to try to control this. And some of them have a certain setting. Some of them don't. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. The, Derek's got all the Philips Hue stuff kicked okay. up right now on screen. The, and the Philips Hue is like crazy expensive too, isn't it? Crazy expensive. So that was the, so I have these Philips Hue strip lights. Like the light behind me there, that's just like a sign with a Philips Hue strip yeah. light wrapped around the exterior of it. That was 120 bucks for just the short length no. of – Yeah. So I went on AliExpress and I got a better quality strip light – and the board and a power supply for like a quarter of the price of the Philips Hue system. Sweet. So Derek's got a 75 inch strip. Yeah. Three hundred dollars. Three hundred. So granted, that is the one that they've made that like goes on the back of your TV. So this one, I think it's got some sort of system where it hooks up to your TV and then Depending on what's shown on the TV. Yeah, Derek, go two pictures to the right. Uh, Yeah, that one. So depending on what's on the screen, the lights change so that it looks like what's on the screen is washing onto the walls behind the TV. Okay, I am the least gamer person of Mm -hmm. anyone. 
why the hell do people play video games and stuff and want like all of this stuff behind their TV illuminated? Isn't that going to like blow off the color that your TV is given off and distract the shit out of you? I think the idea is that it's like a more immersive experience. It's like, oh, okay. the, the the experience just doesn't end at the TV. It like extends out onto the wall. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, look at this couple in the ad. They're loving it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. No, I mean, he she looks like he's she's having a good time. He looks annoyed that she's there. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I, yeah, but this, I don't know. This is this is Eric being a boomer with tech stuff. I'm like, I don't need it. But maybe once I have yeah, it, I yeah. would like it. I don't know. That's that's extra stuff. I don't know. I'd like I would like to try it at some point and see if it's enjoyable. I could see for like watching a movie where it might be kind of fun. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I, I although I do like I know you'd get like halfway through a movie and it would glitch and it would stop working and you'd be like, Hold on, honey, I gotta like pause the movie oh. and do tech support right now, which right. would just be a nightmare. <laughs> there is nothing and this is a generalization, there is nothing more there's nothing your significant other hates more than you having to pause to get some unnecessary piece of tech that they don't care about running. This is that's Sophie's entire life. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just I, hold on. Once, I just got to I got to refresh the cache on the NAS and then the videos start playing again or something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, just turn the damn TV on. <laughs> I play it with the speakers coming out of the TV. I have one remote for my TV and it does everything I need. Yeah, but you're a Mac guy. You probably have a Mac TV hooked up to, you know, <laughs> know. It, what the shit's a Mac TV. Don't they have Apple TV boxes or something like that? Oh, I don't know. I just have okay. the Roku thing. It was like 15 bucks. Oh, Roku. That's off brand for you. Yeah. And that's, that's a Windows kind of thing, huh? Isn't yeah. It? Yeah, exactly. But it was cheap. I'm cheap. John's yeah, making fun that. of you in the uh, the live stream chat, by the way. Oh, what are, oh He's what saying that say? you're an 85-year-old trapped in a lurchy 30-year-old's body. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> you guys all you guys all met me down at uh, uh workbench con you know that i'm the person that just lurches over other people tall lanky guy just lurch would you people. say you're the tallest youtuber out there uh no i think jason bent's taller than i am oh yeah 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 but well, jason it's just ben, his high he, heels that he wears yeah he's not he's not lanky like we are too he's more no. of like he's just big oh and also uh what, what am i saying blake is massive blake's got to be like six eight bm sculptures right yeah yeah he's definitely taller but you know what it, it's horrible as a guy who's like six two occasionally you meet people who are taller than you and you're like oh this sucks like <laughs> you look up at people and it makes yeah. you feel inferior yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm not used to this. Like, I go through no. my life looking down at everybody, but then you meet somebody like Blake and you're like, oh, goddamn. It's, it's, never mind. I lost a train of thought. I had a joke to go along with that, but I'm not even going to try to get it out because it was just going to be <laughs> awkward now. What do you say? We, we knock out another question. This is, okay. I feel like I have to because John from Lincoln Street's here and he always, you know, trashes us about how we never answer questions. So we're actually going to answer questions. Okay, okay. This one comes from Official Tree. Oh. I'm not sure if that's a real name, but I'll, I mean, that's what we came with. Um, <laughs> since every brand, DeWalt, Ryobi, Makita, etc., have their own line of cordless tools, which brand would you recommend investing in? I'm mm -hmm. kind of broke, 
so I really don't plan on investing in multiple cordless tools. Would you even recommend cordless tools? I already have a few DeWalt cordless tool batteries, so I'm wondering if it's worth investing in just DeWalt for cordless or something else. I would say, okay, I mean, obviously I'm a DeWalt shill, so I'm just going to get that card on the table. But I think if he actually, I'm he, I'm assuming a gender here, uh, actually already has the DeWalt batteries, the DeWalt platform is pretty complete. Like, there's yeah. not a lot of tools that they don't have. So I would say go for it. Absolutely. Uh, on that front. I mean, yeah, the big thing is just research whatever line of cordless tools you want and see, do they have everything that I'm going to need right now and in the future, as much as you can see, you know, as much as you yeah. have visibility on what you're going to need in the future. My thing is he said, I'm kind of broke. So my initial reaction was, okay, go to like craftsman or Ryobi. But then he says, I'm assuming it's a he. I shouldn't have assumed that. The tree says, I have a few DeWalt cordless tools. Instantly, discussion over, just get DeWalt. You already have yeah. the batteries, which is the most yeah. expensive part of the platform. Yeah. DeWalt's a great tool, cool tool company. Stick with yeah. DeWalt. Yeah. Done. Yeah, I mean, I like do a little bit of research, and it's like, okay, Milwaukee has this one tool that I think I'm going to need two years down the line. Maybe it's worth investing then, but even like if you already got the batteries, that's you're right. Like that's the biggest thing. We've discussed this a lot and you and I both say the exact same thing. If your tool set is going to be unbelievably small, just saying drill driver, circular saw yep. it is literally irrelevant, which brand you get. Yeah. What really matters is like the secondary and tertiary lineup of tools so like oh i'm going to need a cordless trim router well there are a lot of really crappy cordless trim routers out there and if that's something you're going to use a lot know that up front and mm -hmm. just skip that brand mm -hmm. but yeah 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 i think that's uh that's a good way to look at it but it again he's like he's already got an assuming gender again damn it uh it already got the dewalt battery so you're already they've got a good trim router i don't yeah yeah, I've got it. It's nice. I like yeah. it. I yeah. like it. I'm actually I'm trying to get my hands on that Milwaukee one. Oh, just we'll shoot it. See which one's better. Yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of curious. Like I told you, I'm in that that awkward stage where I have a couple of Milwaukee tools and a couple of Dewalt tools, and I'm just not sure which is going to be my like secondary battery platform that I keep. Yeah, um, yeah. I just don't so. Know. Do you see yourself going to tool two tool platforms in the shop? Is that yeah. Are you good? Yeah. You don't think you could ever whittle it down to just one? I could, but it won't be for a couple years. The tools that I need cordless from Festool aren't available yet. Right. But right. I did not confirm or deny that the tools that I need are coming battery platform. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a I'm uh, purely speculating. Could not say. Could not say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, interesting. Do you think when, hypothetically, if those tools did come out, you would go full Festool? Probably, just because I already have a lot of cordless Festool stuff. And, it, I mean, and truly, it's just like you with DeWalt. It's, you have a relationship with them. It's like yeah. they work well. You're able to get what you need. It's like I don't need a thousand different brands. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. This complicates things, is all it is for me. It really does. It really, and if you're not paying for it, it's like the the festival right. tax is not right. nearly right. as important. Right. Um, you'll be excited to know that I have a new miter saw in the mail. Oh, did you get Capex? No, I didn't get the Capex. I actually got the new Dewalt cordless Ooh, miter saw. So tell it's me actually. About it. It's uh, so it's a 60 volt. Uh, I think Derek's going to pull it up for us right now. It's their 60 volt saw. Um, and it's a 12 inch cordless miter saw. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's not that one, Derek. Uh, 12 inch. Yeah, it's it's a big boy. It's based on the one. Okay. It's based on the one Derek has, but it's a single battery. That's a dual battery one. Um, but it's really interesting in that it has, so when the blade spins down, it actually uses that momentum to recharge the battery. So apparently oh, it can do up one. to 675 cross cuts on a single charge. I'm assuming on like a two by four or something is what they measure it on. I think probably. they measured it on a piece of one by eight. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Bad. That's the one right there. So it won't be a shop tool. It's going to be more of a job site tool for me, but I'm right. still really curious. And apparently they really stepped up the dust collection on it. So we'll okay. see. I might have to, to talk to Travis over at Shop Nation. See yeah, he's, he's uh, working on a dust collection boot for almost all of them right now. Because we were talking about yeah. WorkbenchCon. I don't know if you're in that uh, specific discussion about that. Uh, I've talked to him a little bit, um, okay. but yeah, he finally made one for my Bosch saw in the shop. So I'm definitely, I'm going to buy a 3d printer then I'm going to buy the file from him and I'm going to print my own at home and, uh, set it up. Right on. I've been wanting to do a, sh a shootout video for a little while where I compare different miter saw dust collection systems. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So, so we'll see. I think I, once I get that, I might, might do that video finally. I'm really trying to get my hands on the new cordless Capex and cordless, uh, like CT vac thing. Is because, it, oh, I didn't know they did a cordless Capex. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. It's got like 12 inches of crosscut capacity or something. It's just pretty good. Wow. That's nice. I'm trying to get I my hands get on that. that. Cause if I could have a, a miter saw setup that I don't have to plug in and it's just cordless for how infrequently I'd use it. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty nice to have. Actually, that's not far off the Dewalt one in terms of price too. So it's thirteen hundred bucks for the Capex. What is that? That looks like a small blade on it, though. Yeah, what it's is that? like I think it's like an eight and a half inch blade or something. Oh, uh, interesting. But I guess that's okay as long as you have like the the slide, it, like the capacity. Slider, yeah. In the, yeah, you don't necessarily need as much depth as long as you have like a good slide on it. Okay, yeah. okay. And it's not horrible. It's a, I think bare tools a thousand bucks. Yeah, that's that's not bad for like a good high quality miter saw. Yeah, but that I guess it is kind of. Is it a seven and a half inch blade? I don't know. I think they do it in millimeters. Ugh. So Europeans. But, I don't know. I've definitely considered it. I, but yeah. I put out another request for other things, so I don't know what's what comes. All right, first. so inside baseball question for you. Ooh, hit me. Have they ever given you a hard limit? Like, hey, you can request like five thousand dollars worth of tools, or is it just kind of like no, no? Okay, 
Yeah, same, no. same thing with me and DeWalt. It's just kind of like, I, I try not to push it. I try not to ask for too much stuff. Right, right. I, I've never, they've never, literally never said no to any requests. So No, no. Uh, so I got something along the lines of tools. I got an email from somebody today. Um, like it, it kind of started off with your one of your classic things of like, ah, this isn't going anywhere. But then I read yeah. it a little bit further. I was like, this is kind of interesting. So you and I have both talked about how hand tools for us are kind of challenging, kind of a, a turn off waste yes. of time. <laughs> and the biggest reason being is because I don't want to spend time sharpening them. Yeah. Or learning like all the intricacies of sharpening. I just, I just don't care. Yeah. It's, I don't have the time. Yeah, I agree. It. Well, anyway, this company reached out and they're called rally hand planes, perhaps R A L I. And here's their, like their thing, their hand planes with like carbide inserts or something disposable yes oh and there was like well first they're like are you interested in promoting them and i said no but i'm interested in like checking one out because mm-hmm. like i'm not just going to tell you i'm going to promote something if i've never used it but i was like this is kind of neat a lot of companies I find, as soon as I say that to them, I'm like, well, I'm not going to like, you got some crazy thing. I'm not going to promote it until I've tried it. A lot of companies just instant ghost at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. They, they reply back and they're like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, we'll send you one out for you to test it. No strings attached. So, oh, I like that. Okay, okay so, the so uh, one that Derek's got here is the 220 Evolution. I think that's the one they're sending me. Okay, okay. So walk me through how this thing works. Like I it have looks no like idea. Nor- okay. <laughs> it's not badly priced, <laughs> 153 bucks. Yeah. But I guess to a certain degree you're relying like okay, so I wonder if we gave this thing to Chris from Cowdog Craftworks. I thought about it. Would he be like this blade is not sharp at all? Like this is complete and utter bullshit or would he be like, "Oh yeah, this is pretty nice." I thought about mailing it to him. Yeah. Just to hear to get his thoughts. You should do, I mean, you're probably too busy for this, but if you do do a video about it, you should get him as like to collab with you on it. Like you use it for a little bit, put it in the mail, send it to him and then get his impressions. Yeah. But here's my thing. I know that, I mean, with all due respect, I know that this brand does not have the budget that I would charge to do a completely dedicated video on it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And so it's like, is it worth my time? I don't know, but nobody else talks about this. So this could be pretty interesting. It, I mean, it's a unique product. I've never heard of it, so I, I, I don't know. I, it, at the very least, you got to talk about it on the podcast. Oh, for sure. I yeah. mean, if I would do a video on it, it'd be something along the lines of assuming that it works really well. Yeah, it'd be something along the lines of like you're wasting your time sharpening your hand tools or something like yes. that. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. I like it. I like it. But I don't know. I don't know. It's uh. It's definitely interesting. Interesting concept. I want to get... Jared, can you find the cost on the replacement blades? Oh, look, it comes with a sustainer. Oh, does it? I just saw a little sustainer pop up in there, like in the advertising there at the top of the screen. 
Heck, I'm all in if it comes with a sustainer. <laughs> you know me I, with an organization. I'm all. I'm gonna get it. you a like a six pack holder that like goes in a sustainer. Do you know that they make uh, a sustainer called the Cool Tainer? Oh, like foam lined. Uh huh. And it's like a cooler. Oh my gosh! That's there's cool. one that's nine hundred and twenty four dollars. That's the that's the exclusive plus one. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what that means. Tell them you'll do the video if they send that one to you. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it for that. No Come on, I'm your, I'm your agent now. Let me negotiate all no. your contracts. <laughs> no, Mark would fire you instantly. <laughs> oh, so I tell you that uh, the video, I, I told everybody I was going to put out the dining room table video. Oh, no, is it delayed again? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> So I'm going to do for, do it with Policy Genius. It was supposed to be the first week of April, and now it's going to be the first week of May. So what happened? Uh, they were just like, based on the negotiation structure that we decided upon, the company had to uh, reorganize their, uh, their econo- economic efforts to make that happen. They're like, basically, they didn't have it in the budget for April, so they had to move it to May. I see. I see. Isn't that so weird? Like, again, it all comes back to me. It's like, who cares when the video comes out? But for right. some of these companies, it's like such a big deal. Like, I, I won't name the name here, but I had a sponsor and they were like, hey, could you write us an invoice and date it as last year? What? And I was like, mm. I was like, yeah, I guess so. Like, it oh. seems, seems odd, but yeah, yeah, I can do it. And it's like, I don't know. It's I don't I guess it's like budgets and all these big companies are so bureaucratic, but it's it's just interesting. It's uh, and half the time you know it, it takes them six months to, for them to pay you anyway. Yeah, well I think that's <laughs> it's like what yeah. does it matter? Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. It's like yeah, just pay me whenever you're going to pay me, and I'll post the damn video in April. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Oh God, I've, I I want the dining room table video. So wait, do you have? Are you gonna skip? You're not gonna skip a month because of that. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll put out. I'll probably put out some other video. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know okay. what I'm gonna put out. I'll figure something out. Yeah. All right. I like it. I like it. I've. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll do a topical video as opposed to because I just did a build video for J Cats like mm-hmm. at at uh, the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll do a topic, release one of my topic videos. I could do the, the Don't Buy Milwaukee Tools video. I have been waiting for that one. I mean, yeah. That's going to piss people off. That'll be a good one. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a good clickbait title. Yeah. I could talk about... What are the other topical videos I've got? I think I've got like uh, lumber milling techniques. I've got... Okay. I don't know. That's kind of boring, but like I've researched videos on it, and people seem to like it, so... You know. So when you say, okay, so look, let's rewind a little bit here because this uh-huh. might be useful for people at home. When you say you've researched a little bit and people seem to like it, what have you done to get a sense that there's like demand for this type of video? Uh, sometimes I'll use TubeBuddy, which is mm-hmm. like a paid app that both of us use. It's like a think of it if like you use like a Google Chrome or something and you use like a browser extension. It's yeah. basically that for YouTube. It's like a browser extension for YouTube. Um, and like if you look up like how to mill lumber properly or like things of that nature, it's got some decent 
decent traffic on it. Okay, okay. I've seen a lot so, of other people post videos recently that have done well. So I don't okay, know. okay. So there's demand for it. I whenever I see, basically, if I go into YouTube and I like punch in how to mill lumber, and there's already like ten videos on it, I'm always like, ah, that's that's done. Like there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. But that's it's a it's a bad attitude to have because some of my best performing videos are videos that somebody else has already done. So, right. Right. Yeah. I just wonder, like, is there, so in TubeBuddy, you can see the frequency of a search term or mm -hmm. they'll tell you how often people are, they won't say, you know, like people search this a million times a day, but there's like a zero to a hundred rating. Right. Uh, say so yeah, something like that. Something like that, where they're like, they'll kind of give you an idea of how often it comes up in the search terms. So mm -hmm. I guess, I mean, as long as people are still searching it, there's potential to break into uh, break into it and get some of those views. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be something along the lines of like the mistakes that people make mm, or something okay. like that. So okay. it's like you kind of hit like, here's how you do it, but oh, here are pitfalls that people come across or something like that. When yeah. people love to be told that they're doing something wrong yes yeah milling lumber don't make these five mistakes right exactly something yeah. along those lines i've got that i built a clamp rack oh um, okay that was kind of like an upgrade on one that i had prior and obviously this is a really old video to do that I still have never put out. I don't even have the clamp rack anymore, but <laughs> I've, got, I've got that. I got plans for it too. Nice. Um, nice. I've got a follow up to my pricing video. That's going to be like why your products aren't selling. Mm -hmm. um, I like that. I've got the video on about like the table saw, like upgrading table saws and stuff. like that. I don't know what I'm going to put out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that's a good position to be in. You got a lot of a lot of things going on. But this um, kind of go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, I, I uh, if you got something else to say, we'll keep going on the subject. But I do have a video that I'd like you to help me title. Ooh, okay, hold that thought. Hold okay. that thought. But I was gonna say this: the idea of like, I don't know what video I'm gonna put out. Like, I'm not really worried about it. Kind of made right before Workbench Con. I kind of noticed that I was in like a different headspace. And what I mean by that is it, I kind of feel weird that with like the business, I no longer have to just go absolute pedal to the metal because it's already kind of like built up a little self sustainability. Mm -hmm. But dude, that's like a really weird place to be. Especially mm -hmm. when three and a half years, I was just going absolutely bonkers on it. Right. I think you might have what I have is that when things are going really well, I'm like, I kind of take like, I take my foot off the accelerator to a certain yeah. degree. Yeah. I don't feel the pressure to keep grinding away, but when things are, uh, when things are not going well, I'm like, I got to hustle my way out of this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily the best attitude to have, though. I know. Because, it, like, it, you know, sometimes on social media, when you go on a hot streak or whatever, it, there's a benefit to posting videos rapidly. Like, that's the true. momentum from your last big video will potentially carry your next one. 
Yeah. But I, I have the exact same impulse that you do. It's like, I'm like, yeah, like, you know, like I can take a, I can breathe for a second because my last video is doing really well and I can like take my time with the next one almost. But it's sometimes I almost feel like I need it too. Of like, oh, oh I, yeah. I've been hustling. Like I've got to take just a little bit of time and just like, you know, breathe, right? Or yeah. focus on spending some good time with my family or whatever, friends or something. For sure. And I think that stuff, recharges your battery and allows you to do the social media stuff a lot better. Right. 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 Um, I, I, I honestly, like, I, I think I've talked to you a lot about this on the show, but like once I'm done with a, a Squarespace contract that I'm in right now, I want to slow down the pace of videos yeah. specifically so that I can make better videos, but also so that I can do that stuff, like spend more time with Sophie sure. so that when I do work on the videos, I'm more enthusiastic about it. I'm more focused. I'm more, more inspired. Right. Um, Cause I think all that's all that stuff in your day-to-day life supports the video creation stuff. Yeah. And if you focus too much on doing the video creation stuff, counterintuitively, it actually makes the videos worse. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And just contrary to popular opinion with, all these like YouTube oh, pros, they're like, yeah. everyone's waiting for Thursday at 9.30 in the morning for your video to come out. Yeah. No one cares. No yeah. one even knows that you have a schedule. Exactly. It all gets, and it doesn't even matter, like, open up your YouTube app right now, or even open up Instagram and see, like, the first thing that's shown to you. Was it posted today? Probably not. It was probably posted right. like uh, on Instagram. Maybe it was yesterday or the ago. day before. And then yeah. YouTube, it's like, who the hell knows? Could be a six-year-old video that gets shown to yeah. you right away. Right. It's, it's It just doesn't matter. Like, yeah. start putting the yeah, – you got to stop putting these arbitrary, like, limits and, like, boundaries on yourself. Just when you get to – when you have a video ready, just put it out. If yeah. not, whatever. Now – I do want to caution people because I think there's, you can go too far the opposite direction too, right? True. You can be one of these perfectionists who never puts out a video because they're worried that it's not perfect or you could do it better. That's, that's bad as well. But I think we, I don't think either of us really have that problem, but I know some people do. No, I mean, look at my videos. There, There are all kinds of mistakes in there. I'm like, Oh yeah, I missed that. Or like, or you had a B-roll thing and it like didn't sync up over a clip and you get like three like uh, three frames of just something random and then it clips to something else. That happens all the yeah. time. It happens all the time. It happens it all just the time. The worst, oh man, the, the best one I have is one of my videos. And it's a popular video too, so I think a lot of people have seen it. But have you ever used the warp? Oh, you, you're a Final Cut guy. So in Adobe Premiere Pro, there's this thing called the warp stabilizer. And basically it just smooths out shaky footage. Oh, it's sucks in Final Cut. It does this, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. It makes bad you kind of do like this, like, whoa, whoa, Yeah, like the screen goes all warpy. Yeah. But I have this clip where it's like, the it's like, click here to analyze for warp stabilizer. For some reason, that got baked into the video. <laughs> and it's like... You've had that before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a while ago. It was like a year and a half ago or something like that. Where it like says that. like, on the end of one of your videos, it says like rendering or something. And the so, Exactly. Yeah, it's, I remember it's that. It's like, yeah, these things happen. Huh. It's a pain, yeah. but yeah. It's, but it doesn't so, matter. It's fine. It's YouTube. No. It's like, yeah, nobody's going nobody's gonna to die. It's just a little weird visual artifact in a, less than a second of a video. But it's, 
it was funny because before I went to WorkbenchCon, I was in this like, I'm just kicking back and relaxing. Things are going great. I'm going to work on yeah. stuff when I get time. And then I went to WorkbenchCon and I learned so much stuff and I got so fired up about, I want to do this. 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 Dude, I came back last week. And like, I couldn't focus on anything. I was doing like three seconds of all of these different tasks. Things, yeah, me too. And it drove me absolutely nuts. And I was in such a bad mood until finally I was just like, you can't do all of this. Yeah. Just step back Yeah. and just focus on one thing. Like you'll get to the other stuff, just not right now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's... uh it's a good idea to like when you have when you're in a situation like that and you have a lot of things that you want to do in limited time. I think it's actually a good idea to write them out and prioritize. Yeah. Just yep. be like, this is the number one thing. This is the number two thing, and you know, don't move on to number three until number one and number two are done, or you're right. doing them well, depending on the context of the situation. But right, right, right. yeah. So it's, like for me, it's I was like, I want to start a second channel. I want right. to go on Facebook. I want to start doing all these courses. I want to really dial in my short my short format video. I want to get even more ahead on long-term videos. Like, okay, you can't do all of that. Exactly, exactly. Like, I don't have that bandwidth. Yes, yeah. So it's like pick one, do do, do one until like you you feel like you've mastered it. Like if you're like I really want to dial in my short form content, then work on that like dial in right. your short form content before you start worrying about writing your next course exactly exactly yeah. exactly so yeah. right now i'm really trying to focus on facebook which is probably the oldest thing i've ever said yeah <laughs> um facebook's going pretty well i already got is it i got monetized on the reels thing yep got three dollars baby beauty have you yeah. tried posting any long form content on facebook yet not yet, because I'm not monetizing that. I'm getting there. Yeah, I went yeah. from like 200 subscribers or whatever the hell they call it on Facebook, and I've got like 15 yeah, or 1600 now, and in like four days or something. Nice. Is like, that okay. mostly off the back of ads? Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. I think we talked about it last week with uh, Scott, but you can basically just buy followers on Facebook, and it's yes. like. You know, like it's frowned upon on Instagram. It's like if you buy followers, you're like a fake. But if you do it through the Facebook ad platform, it's like that's okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. But en- enough of, enough about this uh, and my feelings and emotions. Tell me about this video that you have um, coming out that you want to workshop titles and whatnot. Okay, okay. So I maybe I'll show you real quick. So I have these uh, speakers here that I just finished. So it's like half lamp, half speaker. Ooh. And oh, people can see a little background into what the what our control setup looks like. Um, so I'm trying to think about what angle to approach this video with to make it as clickable as possible. Okay, and so tell me about the story arc of the video. So the story arc of the video is that desk real estate is the most valuable real estate in the world. It's so this this whole video is about simplifying my desk setup because I've taken three different things and combined them into one thing. Okay. Okay. So so uh I've my current top pick for the the title is um your I 
your speakers are a waste of space. Ooh. Sounds like vaguely insulting off the bat. And Perfect. I have like a good, good picture of these speakers in like a half completed state where you can see through them that I'm thinking to do as the thumbnail. Um, I'm also thinking like desktop speakers are a waste of space. Um, no. You're wasting the most valuable real estate in the world. Um, I like that. I like something hitting along like the most expensive real estate that everyone neglects like something Ooh, along those lines i like that one because it's write gonna, that down it, too yeah it's something that like you want to hit on the, that emotion front that somebody's going to be like yes wait 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 wait. do i do that yes and i also yeah that feeling of you need to watch this video to find out what real estate you're wasting or right you know, it's like that that fear of missing out. Right? I like the classic that. I FOMO. Like okay. So uh, so the the speakers are gonna be a speaker. Yes. And then it looked like they were made out of acrylic on yes. the sides. So yeah, it's, it's also like, gonna have a built-in lamp. Yes, correct. And did you say it was a three-in-one design? What's the third? The third is there's a hidden so for speakers, especially studio monitors, it's a good idea to put them on a foam block. Yeah. And the foam block separates them so that they're essentially isolated from whatever surface they're sitting on. Okay. So hidden on the underside of these speakers is a foam block. Ooh. I used to have my old speakers like just like literally sitting on this black foam block and it looks really ugly. But now it's invisible, but it's still serving the same function. So does the speaker effectively look like it's it's kind of maybe floating like an eighth of an inch yeah. above the uh, above the desk? Okay, so it has like a small float, almost like a shadow line, but the shadow yeah. line is the foam. Exactly. I exactly. like that. I like yeah. that. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So uh, something along wasting valuable real estate. Wasting money, wasting real estate. Um. Everyone does this wrong with their desk setup. Oh, okay. Hold on. Also got to write that one down. Um, And then what do you think about thumbnail? You could do a really clean shot of your desk where there's like nothing on it. And then people are like, what's wrong with that? Why? Oh, my desk is clean. What's the issue? Like yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like, like that. Do something like that. Most expensive real estate. Um, what about just like a picture of like a like a like a desk or something? Some some way that you can relate it to being like this desk is in someone's home or in an office or something like that, and you get that kind of feeling. Uh, or, I'm not sure. I follow. Like almost like. You see like a condo building or or, or apartment building and like through the window is somebody's like really nice desk setup or something. It's almost like an uh, outdoor uh, shot looking in. I don't know if uh, I love the idea. I'm just I'm workshopping it spit, live. We're, yeah, we're spitballing. There's no there's no yeah. bad ideas here. It's this right. is the brainstorm. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could go outside and take like a nice shot inside. I like your idea of like a nice clean desk setup. I think I like that. Um, yeah. If you want to go something along the lines of like the most expensive mistake people make, mm. you could also like 
maybe have like a shot of you using a table saw or just a close-up shot of you using like a drill or something like that. If you want to go right. with like more of the tool front. Yes. But if you're trying to really hit the desk people, those like people who love like desk tour videos and desk optimization, I don't think you're yeah. going to hit people with like tool photos. Yes. Yeah. I got, I, I like everybody gets this wrong about their desk setup or ever like that's, that's the biggest straight, that's desk to the setup mistake or something. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Okay. okay I think giving me some desk stuff. setup kind of, uh, market or clientele is probably going to be a good one for this video. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. See, I have a, so John talked about this during his talk at workbench con. I have this problem where I come up with like one concept for a thumbnail and title combination. And mm -hmm. then I just do like six different versions of it, but it's like, that doesn't really like it allows you to like, I guess, optimize on a concept, right. but I often get stuck in the first idea I have. And I don't actually create other ideas. I just create variations of the like, same idea. So right. that's, yeah. So like desk setup versus optimizing your desk versus how to set up your desk versus don't set up your desk like this. Okay. They're all the same thought. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, you'll make like a, you know, it's like, okay, here's a thumbnail of my desk from this angle. Here's a thumbnail of my desk from this angle. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's a desk. It's the, it's the same concept. It's just a different execution of the same concept. Right. So what I would typically try to do is when I do like the AB testing, I try to come up with different concepts, then see which concept performs best. And then run an A-B test on, like, different wording of the same concept. Right, right. Have you ever found a significant difference from, like, just changing the wording? Uh-huh. I yeah? found, okay. oh, you're making me odd now. I found sometimes, like, a 30-40% like a swing. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And just a, a small wording. I mean, it could be just a, an anomaly, but if if it's got, like, a statistical significance yeah. to it like i i don't know i guess i believe it right yeah yeah sometimes i don't believe the a b testing but maybe that's something we'll talk about in the after show <laughs> yeah yeah um oh there was one other oh yeah uh i'm gonna do a quick tease for the after show because they Ooh. just sent out the email for workbench con about uh who wants to register to be a speaker for next year so i think in the after show we got a brainstorm how we're yeah. going to pitch our talk on how to start a podcast. So <laughs> I had thought about that, but then I was like, well, I already bought my ticket. So would they refund me? Uh, oh, good question. I didn't buy my ticket yet. I haven't. Oh, I did. Cause it was like 150 bucks off. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a good deal. Yeah. They would probably refund you or maybe who knows, maybe they'll give you a hotel room for free or something instead. No, I don't know. You know who yeah. should get free tickets to WorkbenchCon, though? Uh, our patrons? Our new, our new patrons. Nice. We're going to yeah. do it right at the end of the show, aren't oh, we? Oh, yeah. yeah. We got to keep them guessing. <laughs> so we got a new Odie's Oil slash certified turd. We have two. <laughs> um, Mark. Ooh. Lone. I'm going to go with Lone Dorf. Lone Dorf. Sounds like that's a strong name. Justin yeah. Goddard of Goddard Furniture. And we've got nice. a new apprentice, Mike Kupo oh, at R&R Woodwork. Love it. Yeah, yeah. 
a lot of new patrons this week. Uh, yeah, that's and then we great. also Thanks, have guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've also got our returning top tier patrons, Dadu, Luke Schmidt, Derek Jennings at Bacantry Designs, who is stepping in as our producer. We're kind of trying it out, seeing how things work today. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Corey Duvall, Jason Price at Priceless Pro Designs, Scott Eastman at EC's Woodshop, and everybody. Send your good thoughts and vibes to our power cocker, formerly known as West, because he is having one hell of an issue with uh, his finances. I think he got his identity stolen and like he's had to deal with all these bank accounts and stuff because I've still gotten like multiple canceled Patreon, got back on Patreon, oh, canceled no. again, got back on. I think he's he's having some issues or he's just giving us a hard time. But if Wes, if you are having a hard time, dude, we sincerely apologize. I know that sucks dealing with oh, financial man, issues like that. It's brutal. It's brutal. It gets into everything. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. So we are so sorry. But those are of our, all of our patrons. They are the only thing that supports the show because we don't put obnoxious ads uh, on right. this. So if you want to uh, you know, support the show, become a patron. You go to patreon.com slash off the cut podcast. And really, the only the only selling feature there is you can get your name if you're, uh, you know. Whoa, 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 whoa! You also get access to the after show. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten there. Yet. <laughs> okay, if you're one okay. of those people, but you said the only like, benefit is. Yeah, I was going to say the only benefit is you get your name announced on the show if you're, you know, really full of yourself, and then uh, you need to hear that. But you also get access to the after show, which recently has been, the past several weeks have been longer than the main show. <laughs> That's right. That's Which was right. not the intent, uh, but that's kind of how it works. <laughs> uh, and you also get access to the Discord. Yes. Which is, uh, which is a cool place to hang out. Just talk shop. We got a whole bunch of different sections for different things. It's fun. Is there a cocktail section on there yet? There isn't. There's a food section, but maybe we can talk to Brock about adding a, uh, okay. a cocktail section. I'm all in. I like yeah. a good cocktail well, section. <laughs> Holy smokes. We have got a laundry list of questions for the after show. Oh, One, really? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different people have questions tonight. Okay. We might need to head over there. Yeah, I think we should probably head over there. All right. Well, you want you want to sign off here? Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to the Off the Cut podcast. Send us some email. Email your questions to offthecutpodcast at gmail.com or send them to Eric directly on Instagram. I know he checks all his DMs. Um, send us voice notes. I don't know how you do it. You go into Spotify. <laughs> There's a way you can do it through there. <laughs> We've got two voice notes. Oh, Craig. Yeah, Craig just said he sent us some uh, some voice notes. Yeah, yeah, Craig. I've got, I got one. It oh, better not beauty. be racist because I have not listened to it. <laughs> well, that's why we do them in the after show yeah, I know we do in the after show alright everybody Ooh, get, get a fresh bubbly ready get a we fresh are bubbly. heading to the after show and if, uh, if you're a freeloader we'll see you next week <laughs> see you everybody <laughs>